Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hold on. It's going to get wild and crazy today. Let's hear a little music first, though. I'm waiting for my guest to call in.
And we are back to the Sugar Shack. Sugar after Shack. Amazing, amazing, amazing week. And it's not even over yet. Rudy, tell us how you are. Get, give us the usual answer, buddy. Rudy, are you there? He didn't answer. Rudy, Rudy. Rudy, you're scaring us. Rudy. Hey, wait a minute. You can't do this. <laughs> Where the fuck is he? I don't know. <laughs> Rudy, you got to tell Rudy? us. You're up. I'm up. <laughs> I got up. <laughs> We're doing right. for you. Hey, Rudy, we can't. I got you on. Uh, the red light is on, but you're not there. Maybe you want to call back in. I don't. Uh, you, uh, I, well, Billy, you're on, so this thing's working. I'm on, man. We're talking. So, um,. Yeah, I see you, you, Rudy, but I can't hear you, so maybe you want to hang up and call back in uh, because uh, you're not coming through, buddy. And everything here on the board shows that you should be there. I'm going to shut. In fact, I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to do that. Then you got to call back in. There we go. So you and I, Billy, you are wound up today, my friend. Wow. Dude, I've been I've been so busy. I've been on such a hustle race. But let's forget about me. Let's talk about you. I know. No, you, no, you, no, you no. We got to. Uh, Got to bring, you know. Yeah. We got to talk about people on here. You, you, big, big movie day, and as always, every week in Boston is movie time. I mean, people are making movies over and over and over again. So you tell us about where you've been, Jake Gyllenhaal, and all of that. Well, I, I can't even. I, I, I had signed a NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, so I really can't talk about it. I just, you know, had some fun lately, you know, and I've been busy in my industry, and of course. Um, my friend, I just want to give a shout out. My friend Jay Giannone has got a film coming in this week here, Saturday, at the um, one of the theaters downtown. Oh, Jesus, couldn't make it the fucking. Hold on. Are you there? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> we got one thing that they. Oh, here he is. Maybe this is. Maybe we got him. Let's see. Let's try yeah, this. I got some kind of. I can't hear Rudy. You. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. Hey, there you are. Yeah, we don't know what happened. But anyway, Rudy, let's start the show off right. How are you? Give us the usual answer. Well, I woke up this morning. So. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. We had, well, I heard all about your wonderful week and your adventure up at Missoula, Montana. Rudy, it was, they call it the last best place. The last, the what? The last, I'm going to get off speaker here, the last best place, and it's true. Missoula, Montana is the last best place. It was just the people, the beauty of the, the mountains, the beauty of the town, uh, the whole thing is just absolutely fantastic. And there was a lot of Clinton fans up there. I can't believe oh it. Oh my huh? God! The place was packed. There was, it was love and love and peace and joy, like the Sugar Shack, man. You know, just these all these college kids. Uh, I mean, we could write a book, do a movie on our trip to Missoula in two days. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, we so, uh, uh, 
Yeah, we flew in there, and uh, oh, Billy dropped out, but now he's back. So, hey, hey, Billy, say hi, say hi to Rudy. Hey, Rudy, can you guys hear me? We got like cut off. No, now we can. Yeah, I can hear you now. So we're all connected. Let's go to work, Tom. You got it, buddy. Well, we gotta bring the bring the public up to date. What happened out there? First of all, we got on. You know, my buddy. I want to give a shout out to. George Albrecht and the Albrecht Auto Group for supplying us the transportation to uh, Missoula. Then uh, all of the auto, auto groups, they've got Nissan in Milf, um, um, Middleborough, Massachusetts, and Wuben uh, Foreign Motors here and, and around here, the Infinity of Norwood. Uh, you know, so check out their locations. We, we owe them a lot. They gave us uh, transportation to interview Rudy in Vegas and now this Missoula, Montana. But... Uh, it's a little horse, one horse town, Rudy, and uh, people are beautiful. People are friendly, and they uh, they fill the place. They they uh, those kids came out, not just kids. I mean, everybody from seventeen to seventy was in there. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> and packed. I mean, just packed. I mean, they knew what they were ready for. I mean, he uh, and the place was full of Rudy. Not one cop in the place. Not one cop? Not one cop. That's how long ago. It's a peaceful place. Yeah. Civilized town, right? Totally civilized. Not one cop in the theater. I I, I think I saw one bicycle cop. <laughs> that's that's a cruiser, a horse <laughs> and a bicycle cop in Missoula, Montana. And uh that reminds me of the old days of the Sugar Shack way. No cops, no nothing. Everything was peaceful. Yeah, and, and it was. And, uh, you know, he's a monster. He's just a monster. I haven't seen his show in almost 50 years. And uh, he was so gracious. His daughter, uh, he, well, the poor guy, he had a herniated disc, so he was in pain. He would been, He went to the... Uh, acupuncturist in the afternoon and uh so we had to wait we didn't go in as you as uh, we thought we were going in at four o'clock so we didn't get in there till six and his daughter chrissy is a doll she just kept us up to date uh Susanna and she were talking all afternoon like they were old buddies uh she embraced us brought us down we went down into the uh, green room and there was george <laughs> sitting there uh, hey, without the hair, but in the gowns, he had a he had a business suit on, looking like the business suit, looking like like the boss. Tom, and, uh, but you should tell the audience what the the story is all about. Oh, oh, yeah. So, you know, the, the, of course, we wanted to get the we had that beautiful podcast with them the other day, and we wanted to. Uh, public that are listening in that you went to Montana to interview George Clinton and the Parliament. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We went uh, to to get the story the same. We wanted him to basically to repeat what he told us on uh, the podcast, and you should check out that podcast because it's one of the funniest 20, 25 minutes you'll ever hear in your life of George going off uh-huh. and how the Funkadelics were created. But he, uh, we wanted to get that on film. 
and uh, we went down in there, and uh, he, when George was all set up with his camera, and when I'm sitting, there was three or four of us in the room. Susanna was in the room, and Shane was in the room, Susanna's husband. Uh, Chrissy was in the room. So it was basically family, Rudy, and uh, George and I. And uh, I said, George, I said, I'm, I hope you feel okay, and I'm sorry you're in pain, but if you can just give us you know, a little time and tell us about your time at the Sugar Shack. And he started. He said, well, man, he says, we were coming back. We had a, I forget where he said he was performing. I don't know if it was Paul's Mall or something. And they, it was, he says it was our last performance. Whatever it was, it was their last performance as the Parliaments. He says, and then we, got, we had no money. He says, we were trying to get back to New Jersey. And he says, somehow we ended up in Cambridge with these students and he says, and uh, they turned us out. <laughs> he says, we started dropping acid in Cambridge. And he says, and he says it's never been the same. <laughs> he says, we're doing, he says, they hooked us up with Timothy Leary. <laughs> he says, Timothy Leary was paying us 64 bucks to drop acid. <laughs> We were at Harvard. Oh. He goes, we were at Harvard, dropping acid. He says, and he said, smoking marijuana and dropping acid. Wow. And he said, that's when I said goodbye to bad. <laughs> <laughs> he says, before, before then, we were bad. He says, after that, I didn't care about bad anymore. <laughs> All I cared about was love. He goes, best thing that ever happened to me was acid and marijuana. He says, because after that, I just wanted love. <laughs> and then he said, Rudy, he got to your club, and then he told the whole story of how you went crazy, yelling at Eddie Harris, Eddie Harris yelling at you, uh, George Clinton begging you, please put us on. We don't have any money. <laughs> So I'll let I'll let you tell that side of it, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, tell your side, Rudy. Go ahead. Well, uh, he did remind me of uh, the agent that uh, Queen Booker, Eddie Harris, called me and says, "If you don't play, those guys are going to come up there and burn the place down." <laughs> I forgot all. <laughs> I just had oh. Jay my sugar shack down. <laughs> Evidently, he didn't know who he was talking to. (laughs) You've been booking this club for a while. You know what kind of a crowd we have. You've been up here, you visit. I said, How can you send me these guys that are dressed with underwear? Helmets, everything. I says, just don't go without crowd. He says, try it, try it. It'll go, it'll go. I says, I ain't trying it here. I says, he says, that's when he says, I'll burn the place down. I says, no place to go there, nobody. So I took a turn. And I says, well, I'll put him in the other club in the back room. There we had another club called the Caves. 
And lo and behold, when they stopped playing, everybody from the Sugar Shack went in the back room. (laughs) (laughs) It was unbelievable. Heard that kind of music in life, you know. Ooh la la, ba, woo yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funky, and uh, and uh, the the crowd went crazy. They went in, they they went in the, they they followed them into the back room. So the next but who was in the front room? Who who, did, who was in the front room? Like Lou Rawls, something like that. Was Lou Rawls oh, in the front room? Be in the front room, but. Uh, I called in my replacement group. I think it was the Lodge came in and uh, went in the front, and uh, I switched them in the back. And uh, the next day, we uh, just uh, switched them back to the front uh, to the Sugar Shack. And 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 that's the moment that made George Clinton, Powell, and Funkadelic like megastars today. Who they are? Huh? They took Amazing. off like a out of hell. It was unbelievable. Imagine that. That's, it all happened at the Sugar Shack. That's crazy. That's yep. amazing. And he said that, uh, well, he mentioned that he mentioned it before. There was a documentary about George Clinton and the Funkadelics. And in, well, you saw it, Billy. Tell us. Yeah. I, which one? Which one are you talking about? You saw There's a documentary like, I, I, where he gave us, he gave credit to the Sugar Shack. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like a funky, yeah, there's, on YouTube there, there's so much footage there. And he did give a big shout out to, you know, if it, if it wasn't for the, the Sugar Shack in Boston, I wouldn't be here today. I was like, wow. And I did see him at the Roxy, too. And there's another story that I would never reveal. But <laughs> we, we, we was partying out there. But at the Roxy one time in Boston, a few years back, I seen him. And, man, he puts on a great show. He, he's amazing. George Clinton is really a, 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 a performer, man. It's amazing. Well, I told Rudy, Rudy, I told you they were on stage for three hours. Wow. That is unbelievable. Wow. Three hours. And it never it never stopped. It never stopped. It got crazier and wilder as he went along. And then Well then the surprise of the day was this kid Ricky Rhoda, who Susanna comes running out. We had done the interview with George and we're we're out in the uh in the concert hall waiting for setting up. George was setting up the camera, excuse me, to film the, uh, to film the actual concert. And Susanna comes running out. She goes, you got to come back here. We got a guy named Ricky Rhoda who played, and I, I don't know, I should have written it down. I forget the name of the group. They had a one hit song that was number one in the country. And, uh, was undisputed uh, who was it? it? Undisputed no. truth. Oh, okay, great. What was their song? I forgot, but uh, I don't have. I'll to look, look it up. Look. I'll look it up here. Go ahead, talk, talk, Rudy. It was under the undisputed truth that she called me, and I told her, "Yeah, they work for me. I remember the name, you know." So. Yeah. Uh, so she she claimed that uh, you got an interview out of them. Oh my God, the kid was <clears throat> he was uh, he had a story. You could do a doc, you know. The, 
Rudy, the thing is, is this this film that we're getting is priceless. I mean, we could do a documentary. I mean, we could do the George Clinton documentary. We could do the OJ's documentary. We could do the Tavares. I mean, there's so much rich footage here. And uh, he said he came in to the Sugar Shack at the age of 17, but he came out of Detroit at the age of three. He was playing the guitar. At the age of four, Motown was knocking on the door. He was a child prodigy. And at the age of seven, he played live <laughs> with Stevie Wonder, little Stevie Wonder. No kidding, little Stevie, our boy. <clears throat> so he was all around Motown and Stevie. These, these were all his buddies, and they were all over this guy. This guy was fascinating. And he said... Um, so he kept playing, and he says his influence was Sly and then Jimi Hendrix. And so he he adopted their styles, and he said uh, – he gave us basically a, a history of funk. And he said, man, he said uh, – he just kept rapping. We had the camera. He stopped. He went right off. He said that the funk, funk started with uh, James Brown. He says, but then – he says, Sly took it to the next level, and then he says, George took it to the ultimate level. <laughs> and, yeah, and he said, yeah. yeah. And he said, nobody, nobody did it like George. Yeah. And he then he said, one nation under a groove, literally. Yeah. And right? he said, so, oh, man. He came to Boston. He says he was 17 with the undisputed truth. And he said, when he hit, we hit that club, he says, we were playing, you know, 2,000-something. It was Munching Detroit. You were right, Rudy. The, the route was Toronto, Detroit, Boston, Montreal. And, and, wow. and he says, so, he says, so we hit Boston. And he said, man, when we hit the Sugar Shack, he says, that club, <laughs> wow. that club was legendary. He Boston, kept yelling, Dave. legendary, wow. legendary, the Sugar Shack. And uh, and he said, uh, he says, man, he says, that place, by the time we hit it, he says, all those hippie girls were in there. <laughs> 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 and jo- George Clinton said, man, we had the hippies following us. <clears throat> so he said, when we showed up at the Sugar Shack, he says, the hippie girls showed up. He says, and they weren't there until we got there. He says, and then... He says, the pimps went crazy, all these white hippie girls. <laughs> he says, so we made a swap. George Clinton says, we made a swap. They got the hippie girls, and we got the we got the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, so the oh, pimps were happy, God. and we were happy. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, he says, and you know what he said, Rudy? He said the same thing that they, we met the the uh, uh, saxophone player, I think he was, for Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. And he said, they all say the same thing. When we came to town, he said, the hookers had a week off. (laughs) 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 He says, nobody worked. When when the Funkadelics came to town, he says, all the hookers got the week off. He says, and we got the time with the hookers. <laughs> oh, they charged it to the game. They charged it to the game. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. He was so funny. 
He says, yeah, Timothy Leary's paying us $64 to, to drop acid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, was talking with, I was talking with George on the phone. I said, George, there's one thing about the Sugar Shack. As soon as you mention it, musicians or people that heard about it, they come alive. He says, you're right. He says, as soon as you mention it, I work there, I work there. Some people say they work there even if they don't work there. They just want to get There's a lot of history being at the Sugar Shack. Maybe that's the title, being at the Sugar Shack, Rudy Garino Sugar Shack. Yeah, I, I, well, somebody asked George. I went where we out there, and he says, "What's the title?" And he says, "Back to Rudy Garino Sugar Shack." <laughs> back to the shack. No, it's back to the shack. I'm gonna plug in undisputed truth here, and uh, well, yeah, got their, uh, I want to get their song because it was uh, it was a big song. He was right; it was a number one song. Um, Smiling faces. Smiling faces. This is another one. You know, this is a, yeah. This is another one to add to the. Uh, this is another one to to add to the to the Sugar Shack. There were just three of them, three singers here. I'm looking at. Do you remember them, Rudy? Do, do you remember them at all? Go ahead. I I I don't remember. I remember the. I remember the group being there when my daughter called me and told me, you know. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Oh, okay, I'm trying to load it up here, but I'm looking at it. There was a girl. Um, yeah, a girl and two guys. And uh, they were produced, it was said, produced by Norman Whitfield. Whatever that means. Okay. And, uh, Good. all right, so let me... Uh, let me do this. Let me convert it, and then we're going to load it up here. But, uh, yeah, just uh, just an amazing – this kid, uh, kid, well, he's in his 60s now, but he went off on the Sugar Shack. 1971, Undisputed Truth, Smiling Faces, and he went off on how fantastic uh, that whole experience was at the Sugar Shack. He says – yeah, he goes, I was like those other guys. He says, I was trying to, uh, he says, I saw those hippie girls. <laughs> he says, I was 17. And he says, they were old enough to be my mother. <laughs> he says, but I got lucky. I got a couple of them, he said. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. It was, you know, we Rudy, when we hit... Missoula, we just laughed. You know, we went, we met uh, Susanna's uh, in-laws. <clears throat> we had a nice little uh, Mexican meal right next to the Wilma Theater, and uh, we laughed and had tr- terrific fun there. And then laughed once we got inside. The whole time with George, you know, I, I had everything I could do to cover my mouth so that I didn't laugh out loud during the interview. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, I was. It was unbelievable, um, and, and and George. Well, you spoke to him right afterwards, right? I mean, how was your conversation? 
I come and say, I says, you know, Josh, keep going. I says, tear the place apart like you did the sugar shack. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, they <laughs> did. I can't, can't believe we're still talking after almost 50 years. Yep. 50 years. Wow. Unbelievable. You know, it I seems wish, like. Go ahead. I wish you luck, and I thank them for being so kind and uh, doing whatever he can with his memories of the Sugar Shack and sharing it with uh, Tom and uh, my daughter and George Wilson. I says, and I hope uh, it becomes an Oscar-winning documentary. Yeah, well, we keep building. Yeah, we keep building this stuff, uh, and it will be. If you want to keep building. Oh, God, it's just crazy. I mean, it's just we have to pinch ourselves. Um, that it's so good here, you know, with with all it's of this a, it's stuff. It's a piece of Boston history too. It's a piece of Boston music history, like Soul Club hey, Boston you, music history. It really is. And, and you know, Tom, you didn't—we didn't even scratch the surface. What do we right. got about fifteen acts out of uh, uh, close to two hundred? Yeah. So where do we put well, the players you know, on stage? <laughs> well, George. Uh, well, George talks about it that, uh, you know, this is going to be more than one film. <laughs> this is going to be part one, part two. It's going to be an ongoing thing, my friend. It could be a series because we. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. This is, uh, you know, we got so much footage. I mean, just this, this kid had more energy. And then he gave us the history of funk in about three minutes. And he just. You know, like I say, kid, he was, you know, a guy in the 60s, man. And, man, could he wail. Oh, man, could he wail. The, 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 he had two lead guitarists, the likes of which I can't even remember. And I've seen them all. I mean, I've seen them at, um, you know, I've seen the Rolling Stones. I've seen Keith Richards and <clears throat> Ronnie Woods. And I said to him, I said, after the show we talked, and I said to him, man, I said, I've seen the Rolling Stones, but, man, those guys, you don't take a backseat to anybody. He goes, oh, no. He says, I've been in the studio with those guys. I mean, this is the kind of level of musicians that we're wow. talking to, we, you know, doing studio work with Ronnie Woods and and uh, Keith Richards, these guys. And he says, man, he says, I, I learned some things from those guys. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So, Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'll just tell you this, uh, Rudy, it's hard to stay focused because it's so bewildering. Everything happens so fast and so crazy. But listen, I got the song. Let's want to take a break and listen to the song. Right. Go ahead. Shoot. Here we go. Tell the truth. Smiling faces, smiling faces, tell lies. And I 
just heard a couple of uh, licks on that guitar there on the uh, pulled out. Yeah, that kid was 17 at the time. Did you notice those licks uh, the, on the opening, wang wang on the guitar? Yeah, yeah, that was him. 17. Yeah. 17. Wow. And he's still wailing, and man, can he wail. Oh, he. Th- th- there was two guys, oh, you like this, you love this. <clears throat> so I'm coming out the stage. We finished the interview with George. We're coming down the stairs I, to go out into the the concert hall, and there's a guy, you know, in his 70s, and, you know, he's looking hip. I mean, he's certainly not a businessman. He's looking hip, and he's... Uh, you know, he's weathered, and he's he's sitting there, and he says, "Hey, man," and he and he he says to me, not to the lady guarding the door. He says, "Hey, man," he says, "There's a blackbird in there." <laughs> I said, "She's," I said, "I don't know," and I tried to explain. Well, he says, "Look, you go back there, and you find Blackbird, and you tell him Ricky's here." <laughs> <laughs> so now. So now, Rudy, you know how I look. I mean, when I get on stage, I play in these comedy clubs, and they got all these young kids with their baseball caps turned backwards, and they're all talking about smoking pot and, you know, making bongs and uh, whatever. And so when I get on stage, you know, I'm 30 years older than these guys. This audience freezes. They don't know what the hell to think. And for the longest time, it would take me five minutes to warm them up. So I knew, I said, something's wrong. They they don't know what to think when I get up there. So one night, an idea came into my head, and I turned around and I said to the audience, the first thing I said, I said, I know, you're looking at me thinking, so what's this asshole going to do, our taxes? And the place <laughs> cracked up. So I look like an IRS agent, right? I look like, I look like the tax guy. So I limp, I limp backstage and there's two guys talking it. I don't know who Blackbird is. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up to these guys. I said, and I said it just like this. I didn't realize what I was doing. I said, I said I'm looking for Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blackbird's got dreads down to his ass, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he turns around. He looks at me, horrified. I could tell it was him because this guy wanted to run for the back door. <laughs> he looked at me, and he wouldn't talk. And the other guy's looking at him like, when are you going to tell him that you're Blackbirds? <laughs> He's frozen. He looks like a doe in headlights, this guy. He's frozen. He's frozen. He's, he's, he's shaking. He's looking at the door. <laughs> And he doesn't wow. know why this IRS-looking dude is asking for Blackbird. <laughs> and I realized it was him. I says, you're Blackbird. He goes, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 what's up? <laughs> I said, well, there's a guy named Ricky looking for you. Oh, my God. He's got his hand on his heart. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank God. I goes, you thought I was with the IRS, didn't you? He says, something, FBI. He said, something. <laughs> he said, man, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so Blackbird and this kid, uh, Ricky, those two guys were the lead guitarists, and man, it was hard to tell who was better. That they freaking ripped the joint four or five times. Wow. You know, George, it was um, he must. 
George, he must have had 30 people on the stage with him. He had three, four dancers, singers, backup singers. His his daughter's a backup singer-dancer. He had... It's like watching Cirque du Soleil with funk. Then he brings this guy out who's a contortionist, <laughs> and he's all dressed in white with a pimp hat and a furry thing, and he starts doing... You know, it contortions. He's bending over backwards, just like you see in the circus. And, you know, and they're pulling up girls from the audience on stage, and they're. <laughs> George is 74, man. And they had this wow. one blonde between the two of them, and it looked like a sex act. And George is behind, humping her from the behind. <laughs> and this big dude in this white out, feathered outfit, white feathers. <laughs> with a big white feather mm. pimp hat, and he's doing oh, it from the God. front, and this girl loved it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was insane. Three Same hours of sugar fat. Oh my Three God, hours. Jesus! He, you know, and he said, Rudy, he, when we in the interview, he says, Yeah, he says I used to get naked. I'd get naked <laughs> on Rudy's tables. He really Go ahead, Rudy. Tell him. He used to get carried away, boy. Well, they, they it's, I'm telling you, it was just a barrel of fun. They, they just, uh, the crowd and everything uh, just went along with their new formula or with their fun, which we never seen or heard of until they arrived. Right. Wow. Imagine that. <laughs> what would the, I don't. I remember seeing them, and I remember my wife and I being scared out of our minds. We thought this was the end of our lives. That the black people were had lost it. The black people had lost it. They flipped out, and they were going to. And he said, "I forgot about this." But he said they had chicken feet. <laughs> they bought. They bought from the costume place. They bought chicken feet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chicken feet God on stage. He's a, he's a performer, dude. That's a performer. George oh, Clinton yeah. is a and then performer. He, uh, he's such an he said he'd man. get I naked mean, on the table. <laughs> what would be the audience's reaction when they got naked, Rudy? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it was a wild event. Though. It was just wild when they were there. They turned the place apart. I yeah, I just sorry we never filmed that stuff because believe me, they they would be paying millions of dollars uh, for that show. Oh right? my god. You're right, Rudy, you're so right, dude. You know the business, buddy, better than anybody. I'm telling you. Well amazing. So he said he'd take a bottle of wine and pour it over his head and it would drip down his body <laughs> and come off the end of his member and it looked like he's peeing. He says and he says, and he'd take a glass and catch it and then drink it. And he says, everybody thought he was drinking pee, but he was really drinking wine. Oh, <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. That must have been a crazy, you must, man, you guys must have had a fucking great time. That's nuts. Well, Rudy, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to spill the beans here. And maybe I'm speaking premature, but I'm going to tell you where George is right now. 
I'm going to tell you how wait, freaky wait. this whole thing's getting. George went to, to uh, Atlanta to visit his in-laws a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. His brother-in-law comes up to him and says, man, we know that you're doing this thing on the sugar shack. He says, you won't believe what happened. He says, I got a friend in Boston who called me up. You know, He says, this friend had no idea that I knew you or that there was a documentary going on. And the friend says to George's brother-in-law, this guy in Boston, his father was a videographer back in the 60s and 70s, took pictures of everything. He says, the guy, he says, I got these films inside the sugar shack. Oh, get it. Wow. Yeah. That's so, wow. He says, I've got Super 8 movies of the inside of the Sugar Shack, of the groups on stage. No shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and, and that's where George is right now. He's at the guy's house looking at these films. Jesus, uh, let him send some stuff over. Uh, find out where we can get all this stuff. We can, we can do wonders with it. Are you kidding? This is going to go in the documentary. This is this is like open a time vault. This is doing the work exactly, doing the work, getting the work done. That's another thing. But I mean, if he's got the length of the shows, you're already in business. We can sell it to. Oh yeah, well he doesn't. Have, I don't know if he's got the whole length, and I don't. They don't know. George is going to try to figure out the the video and the audio part, how it is. Some he says some of them don't have audio. Some of them just have film. But who cares? We're going to be. We can wow. play the audio. Yeah, exactly. Mix it in. The audio uh, with the view, with the film or something, you know. Exactly. And he said. Um, and he says they used to invite the bands back to the house, so he's yeah. got <laughs> yeah. So he's got yeah. So he's got pictures of the Delphonics in their house. Wow. Yeah, video. Another so, good group. One of the early groups. Oh uh, yeah, but Rudy, imagine. <laughs> You know the Delphonics. One of the one of the Delphonics. His father was a judge in New York. Really, Randy. I forgot his last name. Randy. The other two were brothers, and and uh, Randy was the other guy that uh, was with them. There was three of them. Well, and his father was a judge, but I forgot his last name in New York. So what I'm telling you, it's is it's spooky. Is <laughs> play another fucking what? song, will you? <laughs> play, another, <laughs> play another fucking song for crying out loud. Okay, you know this group, this group, you know this group, these groups came out. This is uh, this is very similar group, uh, similar style to what we just played. The Three Degrees. When will I see you again?
and they brought a funk song to the temps, and I didn't even realize the connection. Do you know what it is, Rudy? No. Here we go. Let's listen to it. This is very interesting. Check and see where why it's not here. Maybe I didn't hit. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back. Anyway, it's a great story of how um, they went into. Um, they decided to go funk, and what they did, I'll 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 just explain it here until I find the the, uh, the actual song. Uh, they went with Cloud Nine. Oh, Cloud Nine. Is that the song? Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, that's what you know, they went I'll with. A quick story: Motown called me and wanted me to change the name Sugar Shack, and I wow. said, "I shouldn't change the name Sugar." The guy that represented George was at uh, Motown at one time too, I think. Yeah. Oh, he was. Why? Why didn't they like the name Sugar Shack? That's what I told him. He says, well, I don't sound right or something like that. I says, listen, there was a song. We took it from the song because it was a cute thing. It's a crazy little shack, and everybody goes to the sugar shack. What the hell is yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. Right. Let me see, Let me see if I can find this. I just uploaded it again. Let's see where, where it went. Um but yeah, I mean, you can now you understand that George had made such a uh, made such oh yeah, it's not process. George had made such an, an impression on uh, on the the music scene. Here it is. Okay, let's listen. You can hear the funk. Here we go. All right. It's a dog eat dog world and that ain't no 
That was it. Yeah, that was the crossover. Yeah, that certainly was a crossover from what the Temps used to do. Yep, and and George and the whole funk movement was was part of that. Yeah. Hey, Rudy, I guess you're uh, <laughs> I guess you your helpers there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want to play. Um, let me just get this the, the, this one in here. I, I know what I did wrong the last time, <clears throat> but this is. Uh, yeah, you mean you know exactly because the, the the temptations were all about ain't too proud to beg or my girl, um, right? And and for them to cross over, I mean that was a big jump for those guys. Right, right. Uh, did it work? Was that a hit for them? Uh, the cloud nine? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was. But this next one that I'm uploading right now, this next one was huge. That was the first one. This guy, like I said, this guy gave us a great um, little history in his interview. I mean, the, the the pieces, the things that we've got on film, Rudy, are, are priceless. Um, they're going to mean so much. We're going to. This film is not going to be not only about the shack and about racial tension and about all of that, but the the history of these groups. I mean, we got Tavares talking about how they toured the country before they had a hit song, and then what happened after the hit song, and then, you know, you got, uh, I forget who the, uh, who called us that day from Tavares, uh, uh, and he's telling Butchie that, hey, man, you know, I realized that you did all the choreography, and I never had time to thank you. We had a captured a family moment an absolute family moment. I mean, these guys getting emotional about, you know, their history together, you know, 50 years together. And um, so, I mean, we've just got some incredible footage. And then this guy the other day giving us the the history of funk. It's you unbelievable. Know. Well, it's a, well, you never know what's around the corner. You turn one page and... Uh, you got more on the next page. Yep, and it gets, uh, it's, you know, it's going down here. Now, this is the big song. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> this song has got over uh, 9, million, 9 million views on YouTube. This was the one. Little Funk, the Temptation. This really got pumped out. There we go. Yep. 
imagine there had to be three thousand people in that theater at least. Wow, imagine that. And uh, Rudy, they didn't have seats on the floor. They had it was all stand up. All stand up. Yeah, everybody down on the bottom floor. The only seats were in the balcony. And the entire floor, it was packed. So you're not taking up seats. You just had body on body dancing. They danced the whole show. It wasn't a concert. You didn't sit down and watch. You danced. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was in the Rocks. I seen them in like 1990, like 91 or something like that. And it was the Roxy in in Boston. And everybody everybody stood up and it it was like a big party. It was crazy. Best show ever, though. He's amazing. And George Clinton, is, he's, he's a legend. Huh. You know, and Rudy, one of the things... All because of Rudy Garino and the show. That's shirt. right. Yeah, put that out there. Right? That's all right. That started... Funk started at the... George T-Funk. Yeah. Yeah. T-Funk started at the shack. Rudy, one of the things George said was that when they played, a lot of the groups came in early to see, check them out. Oh, yeah. I said we had, uh, I remember Chris Christopherson was in there for about a week or four or five days at least. He was vacationing on the Cape Cod. And he used to come in uh, three, four times of the week. And wow, with his wow. wife, Frida Coolidge. Wow. He didn't come in with Barbara Streisand? He didn't come in with Barbara Streisand? He didn't come in with Barbara Streisand? Well, <laughs> he's, he didn't he's being funny. <laughs> what was the name of that? Song? The jazz singer. Name of that song? The jazz singer. Uh, remake Jolson. of Rudy's uh, favorite there, Al Jolson. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, no, he said. George said that uh, all the groups wanted to know what the fools were doing. He said they called them the fools. <laughs> wow! Those crazy fools. <laughs> well, they were breaking. They were totally breaking tradition. You know. Yeah, they wow. were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, is it time well, to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to tell you what a mind-blowing week. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing week. Man. I mean, just. Uh, what a fabulous spot to see a concert. What beautiful people. And to see that whole thing just go off uh, the way it did. Three hours. Amazing. Three hours nonstop Amazing. dancing and partying. Wow. Uh, you guys, congratulations to you guys on all the work you've been doing. Everybody, I'm a big fan, Billy Porter. I love you guys. Well, thanks. You know, one of, the, one of the fact, there was so much marijuana smoke in the place. George comes up to me and goes, man, I'm starving. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys, have a good week, my friends. Right, Rudy, we'll see, see you now. next week. Everybody who stayed with the show, Rudy. thank you. Tell George We're gonna Wilson, keep this going, man. Tell George Wilson hi, and we didn't scratch the surface yet. Oh yeah. man! Nothing, nothing. It keeps getting. We peel the onion, and there's more onion to peel. Yeah, oh, a lot of smelly, a lot of smelly garlic too. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, take care, gentlemen. Okay, so long. Yeah. We're gonna sign off with Rudy's favorite song.
crazy little shack beyond the tracks. And everybody calls it the sugar shack. Well, it's just a coffee house made out of wood. Espresso coffee tastes mighty good. That's not the reason why I've got to get back up to that sugar shack. Oh, baby, to that sugar shack. And there's this cute little girlie, she's a working there. Black leotards and her feet are bare. I'm going to drink a lot of coffee, spend a little cash. Make that girl love me when I put on some trash. You can understand why I've got to get back up to that sugar shack. Oh, baby, to that sugar shack. Yeah, honey, to that sugar shack. Oh, yes, to that sugar shack. Now that sugar shack queen is a married to me, yeah. Sit around and dream of those old memories Ah, but one of these days I'm gonna lay down tracks In the direction of that sugar shack Just me and her, yes, we're gonna go back Up to that sugar shack Hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for calling in and listening, and uh, it was just a fabulous show every week. This gets wilder and crazier. Rudy, thank you again. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. God bless everybody. All right. So long, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.